Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Now through June 29th, you can earn up to four times rewards points on your favorite products throughout the store at Safeway. Shop for items like Coca-Cola products, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Dannon Light and Fit Yogurt, Mott's Original Applesauce, Heinz Ketchup, and McCormick Spices. And earn up to four times bonus reward points to use for discounts on gas or groceries. Visit Safeway.com or download the Safeway for You app to earn your reward points today. Offer valid through June 29th. See store for more details. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance and save by bundling auto and home. And welcome to this brand new spoiler review for She-Hulk. We're going to talk about episode six here from the Geek Buddies. <gasps> hey! hey! We're back at it again. Have some fun talking about She-Hulk here. Uh, this is the wedding episode. The episode is called Just Jen. They did a really funny graphic, Just Jen, attorney at law. Uh, basically, once again, Shannon, we've got jen walters confronting her uh perception of being she-hulk versus accepting being she-hulk what it all means a much more softer civil war than certainly bruce banner has had with himself over the hulk uh and of course he's now professor hulk on his way to sakar or probably he's landed at sakar by now uh and who knows what's going on there but certainly the furthering of that we get titania coming back here yet again to get her butt kicked and then Mr. Immortal shows up as well, which is a fun little, for all you Veep fans, you must have enjoyed having him come back and play, or coming back, in, come into the MCU here, playing Mr. Immortal. For all you West Coast Avengers fans, I'm sure you were excited to see Mr. Immortal showing up, which is really fun. And for all you Great Lakes Avengers fans, all 10 of you, it must have been pretty cool to see him as well. Anyway, so we're going to get into all of that. Uh, let's introduce ourselves. I'm the outlaw John Roca, writer, producer, and host here on the Geek Buddies. And this is Shannon McClung. I'm an animation writer and a television actor where the second season of Strawberry Shortcake, Barry in the Big City, is on Netflix now. Absolutely. And uh, Mike Vogel is in Palm Springs. So, you know, listen, the man is busy. He's doing a bunch of things, running a bunch of shows. It's not always easy to get him for all the reviews. So, you know, we got to pick and choose where we can. So, unfortunately, he's not joining us for this review, but he will be back next week and we'll figure it all out from there. Because if you haven't noticed, the Geek Buddies have been churning out a crap ton of content since I got back from COVID. And so it's just a lot of time that we're spending doing these reviews and not everyone can be there because of schedules and what have you. So bear with us and enjoy our breakdown of episode six. So thanks so much for joining us. And thanks to Carbon Health, who powers and sponsors us here on the Geek Buddies and the Outlaw Nation. Exactly. Shannon, po- Shannon pointing to it right now. Go to CarbonHealth.com. So you have any questions about your health care, any questions or concerns or needs you need to deal with your health or a partner's health or a friend's health or family member's health. It is there. Uh, they are there to help you out. They're there to set up plans for you that work for you personally as well. They believe in uplifting everybody to live as healthy of a lifestyle as possible and to go at your own pace about how to put that, how to put that in motion. Also, if you, uh, you're on the go and you've got health care questions or concerns or needs, make sure you download the app uh, as well for Carbon Health. So you can see if there's a Carbon Health location near you. They've got 100 plus locations all over the country, 80 plus locations in California alone. They got COVID testing. They got uh, uh, urgent care. They've got inpatient uh, uh, health clinic stuff, and they've got virtual care as well. It's all available for you at CarbonHealth.com. All right, so we're gonna jump into this episode, episode six, just jam. We're gonna break it down into the A storyline and the B storyline. So that's basically how we're gonna do things. So I'm gonna run down what happened in the A storyline, and we're gonna discuss it all here on the show shannon are you ready i am ready johnny but well actually first let's do what i what we always do 
overall shannon thoughts on this episode you know i enjoyed it like okay. uh, like uh, the, the further we get down the road the more apparent is like look this show is not going to be for everybody and for for the folks that don't like it i'm like i get it i get yeah. it this is you know this is a very specific take yeah. on the mcu this so is true. very lighthearted. it doesn't seem at this point for the most part with the exception of jen it doesn't seem like there are any sort of long-term outstanding stakes or consequences from what's happening yeah. this is just a very kind of day in the life of a lawyer who also happens to be who also happens to have superpowers and you know and i ain't mad at it i mean this is this yeah. is just a nice easy show to watch for me um you know uh, uh tatiana maslany continues to do great work yeah i know uh i'm a big fan of jamila jamil i think she is so funny in this i know that that opinion may not be shared with everyone on screen right now but who i'm knows? really enjoying her who knows um so so yeah, I mean I'm, I continue to enjoy uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry yeah. and Ginger Gonzaga. Um, I just think it's a it's a fun show. Now at the end of the whatever nine ten episode season, yeah. where will it rank on my Disney Plus series? Probably kind of right in the middle. Like I don't, I, I was not a fan of Moon Knight. I am enjoying this way more than Moon Knight, mm. partially because I think it's funny, but also it is a uh, shorter episode, so right. you kind of get in and get out but do i think it is as awesome as wandavision or hawkeye no it's just this is just good harmless fun yeah i mean i have to say i'm in the middle on this show because i really enjoy every actress that's on the show for the most part except for uh jamila jamil so far though i might surprise you today i i do enjoy uh you know as you said tatiana maslani ginger gonzaga renee lee skullsbury love what they're doing love what they're creating do i think the writing sometimes lets them down Yes, do I think the humor doesn't 100% work mo for me most of the time? Like, I can't even remember the last time I, like, laughed out loud when I watched an episode of She-Hulk. It might be in the first two episodes, because I really like those first two episodes. And then I feel like we've gotten into this weird kind of, if it's not your sense of humor, it's really not going to work for you. Look, I don't like Clue. I don't like The Goonies. I don't, there's, there's certain films I just don't 100% gravitate to because of, I just don't get the, like Three Amigos, I don't get the humor. I don't know why people love it. So it's all subjective, right? So obviously anybody who likes the show, I'm not going to begrudge you liking the show. There's, you know, we got we got to enjoy life. And if you enjoy a show, God love you. Just for me personally, it doesn't 100% work. But what keeps me coming back every week is Tatiana Maslany, is Ginger Gonzaga, is Renee Lee Goldsberry, is the cast of this show because I really enjoy what they're doing, you know, except for Chad. I don't know. I can't, I can't be on board with Chad for Inchettable, Mr. Inchettable, shout out to you, Chad. But like, it's just well, not, yeah. You know, we we found out why his name is Chad. It's like, oh, because you came up with that joke. Yeah, that's right, why exactly. his name is Chad. <laughs> the Inchettable Hulk. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's but, but this episode was really interesting, and this episode um, is a fascinating episode because obviously it's a wedding episode, and they do break the fourth wall here when Jen's and it's the only, I think it's the only time she breaks, or maybe twice. I think she broke two or three more times. She breaks the fourth wall but this is the, the near the beginning of the first scene near the beginning rather is where she breaks the fourth wall and talks about how it's inconvenient for this episode to be at this time and it's inconvenient because people want to see daredevil because you just teased daredevil in the last episode and now you're delaying that and i think they're getting a little bit of guff online now or a lot a strong a large amount of guff for teasing daredevil and he still hasn't shown up and i know charlie cox has said he's only in one episode but they made a big deal of teasing him. So I think you're, you're getting some fans who are getting upset about the dragging out of Daredevil when we've seen Titania three times already. We haven't seen Daredevil once, just teased throughout. So I think there's some things, some elements of it that are certainly issues uh, as I watch this. And to me, Breezy, I, I want stakes. And so I don't know if I 100% like that it's Breezy, but uh, you know, we'll see what, we feel, what I feel about the episode and what Shannon feels about the episode as we go along. So... Let's jump into it, uh, uh, Shannon. Let's start with the A storyline, which is obviously Jen's storyline here. She gets a, a box as a uh, she gets a present as a box here. She opens it up, and it's her being asked to be a, the bridesmaid for Lulu, her friend from high school. And Nikki wants to see the super suit. She says she's not going to wear it. She says she, she doesn't know if she's ever going to wear it, really. But she pulls out the dress uh, that the fashion designer made for her. Is it Jerome? Is that the fashion designer? I forget the fashion uh, designer, but he, he made, anyway, he made the dress. Luke, can, Luke, Luke, Luke Jacobson. Luke, Luke Jacobson, who, who made the design for her. So she shows the dress. Pretty cool stuff. We see, we find out that Chad is DJing the wedding. Uh, and uh, I, I want to put that, I'm going to get in trouble here for this, but Tatiana Maslany's legs 
looks strong. So clearly, whatever you say about the CGI of what she looks like with as a as a She-Hulk, she's been working out, and you can tell physically when you're looking at that scene. Her legs look strong, so clearly she is the basis, or she has some things coming up, maybe where she's going to be not necessarily fully Hulk the whole time. And certainly that happens later on in the episode when she gets beat when she gets initially punched by uh, uh titania all right uh so uh, this is a self-contained episode as i said it's, she says it's an inconvenient time she shows up at lulu's wedding here uh, uh wearing the her dress and she looks badass and she steps out they're playing the music and everybody loves her except for lulu who is not happy thinks she's going to take attention attention away from her we find out that her groomsman is jonathan lulu asks how jen is doing and she only wants to know who jen is dating not how well jen's life is going um and she shames her that you know you're you'll find somebody someday and then she runs off uh, to solve a debate between who is team edward and who's team jacob which makes me think a twilight is canon and b robert pattinson is canon in the mcu all of a sudden so i don't know how they can get away with that but it's really funny uh then titania shows up as a date of one of the friends of the groom jen thinks that titania is there to fuck with her uh they jen, uh, titania and lulu know each or lulu knows titania respects titania and they both think jen is making too much of it then hot josh shows up while jen is outside he is on the groom side he talks about how it all kinds of blend it all kinds of kind of blend it all kind of blends together is what he said and he doesn't have a plus one uh and then lulu comes out to kind of um what do they call it for the, all the female side? On the male side, it's cock block. I don't know what the, what it is on the female side, but <laughs> she asks Jen to clean up and then drags Josh away from her because Lulu is alienating half the staff. Uh, and then later on, we see Jen show up at the wedding. And Heather, if you have the if you have the uh, the um, uh, subtitles turned on, or maybe if you're a keen listener, Heather says that uh, she used to do she that uh, they're going to get Jen to iron the shirts. And that she used to get Jen to do jobs like this all the time. So clearly there's some history there with Heather, who was the first to greet her, by the way, as soon as she showed up. Uh, Chad is terrible. He's a DJ. He's doing these goofy little SOB. Then we find out that it's a cash part. Jen pays for the drinks, dances to walk it on broken glass from Annie Lennox. One of the great songs from Annie Lennox. Uh, Jen is drunk, calls Bruce, leaves him this voicemail that has been a few weeks, months or whatever, calls him a ding dong. Josh shows up again. Uh, and she tells Josh drunkenly that she's actually doing good. She's happy with her life and that she is strong. Uh, and then she goes to throw up. Titania starts a fight with her. She says it's not fun unless she's She-Hulk. Uh, and she also says, you do. this is a very interesting line, Shannon. You do not get to ruin everything for me for something you don't even want or deserve. Uh, Jen initially can't turn, then turns, and then it's all like Donkey Kong to the electric boogie. Uh, Titania sees people taking pictures of her. So she runs at She-Hulk after she's been kind of uh, punched for, uh, punched away by She-Hulk or kicked by She-Hulk. And uh, she slips on some ice and her veneers are damaged. Uh, and she flips out. Uh, then Lulu comes in drunk and cries and says that she loves She-Hulk all of a sudden. Isn't Lulu the same person who just said she didn't want She-Hulk up to the stage? Now she's a fan? I'm so confused. Makes a huge boobs joke. By the way, shout out to Patty Harrison, who was great. Loved her and made for love. And she's great in this role here. Um, we cut to Josh and Jen having fries and then morphs into a computer screen and we see the message is the next phase of the planet ready to go. Uh, dash Hulk King. We see a new and improved syringe being put in a case. Uh, and then we, in the end credits, we see Chet and Lulu making out Jen and Nikki having a drink, Jen and Hollywood Boulevard taking pictures and Jen at the desk working on some cases with a folder that has the shield logo on it. So interesting stuff, interesting stuff here for Jen, interesting journey. Talk to me about the the beats here uh, throughout the uh, episode, uh, Shannon. What did you feel about how this journey they took Jen on in this episode? I mean, I think the whole conceit of a wedding episode is really fun. And, yeah. like, I, I, I do like Tatiana Maslany's takes to camera when she breaks the fourth wall. I wish they were a little stronger. Um, again, yes. it's, it has nothing to do with Tatiana Maslany. Right, it's right, like right. This, this is the material she's being given. I think because across the board, I mean, I do agree with you. The joke's are not the strongest like you want yeah. you, you know you you have a great ip with an, a phenomenal with a phenomenal cast in the biggest franchise you know in in cinema history at yeah pretty yeah. much at this point yeah. um you just want the material to support that and they it just doesn't always the team edward team jacob i was like ah, that's just, that's, that's, really <laughs> like that's that's the joke we're going with okay 
That's two thousand. It's it's, it's, yeah. it's 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 a little dated. Yeah. Um, but uh, Tatiana Tatiana Zlani's, uh take to camera where she's like, "Oh, if you think this is an inconvenient wedding episode, you're right because weddings are always inconvenient." I was like, "Solid joke. That yeah. was it. That was a good joke. I like that one." Um, because the wedding's happening on a Thursday. Yeah. Well, and you know, you you do it on a weekday because it's a cheaper rate. As someone who just <laughs> threw a wedding party, <laughs> that we yeah. definitely, my wife and I definitely had conversations like, "Man, do we do this on a Tuesday." <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I thought the conceit was all was all good. Like, it, it makes sense that uh, Nikki's just kind of like, "Hey, let me see the super suit. Let me see the super suit." It's like I'm not going to show you that, but I'm going to show you the dress. Right. And it was funny because you know, again, I don't have the best eye for fashion. I, I thought <laughs> She Hulk looked great in the dress. I'm like, oh, I, thought it, I, I thought it would be a little. I don't know. I thought it would be. I thought it would be a little flashier. But it's like, oh, okay. So this is this is a more this is a muted wedding look. Yeah. Um, and the idea that uh, Lulu uh, Patty Harrison, who I who I agree, she was also in the Hulu series uh, Shrill. Um, oh, with the, uh, 80, Bryant. 80 Bryant. Oh yeah, okay. And I think that was the first time I saw Patty Harrison. Okay, and it's a supporting role. Like she's in, she's a regular, but I mean, she is very, very funny. Like she yes. has a great deadpan. Yeah. Um, the idea that she's like, I don't want you to she Hulk out, makes sense. That yeah. it's like the bride is very much this is my day. I don't want anything taking t- taking away from that. And that's like good people. Yeah, <laughs> that's like who are brides. Lulu does not seem like the coolest person. No, <laughs> but then watching um, watching Titania get there, um, who again I thought I, I think Jamila Jamil is just is is so funny in this. I I love her accent. I, I love her say, American accent. I have to say I liked her in this episode. I think I'm starting to come around on what she's doing with this character, and so I kind of liked her in this episode. I like that Jen kind of turned the tables on her and said, you're obsessed with me. That was a nice little switch. And so I'm starting to sense that there's a little more depth to Titania that we may have initially glimpsed in the first few episodes. So it's ironic that Jamil Jamil, who rages against these influencers who, uh, who think, who she thinks is, is, is unhealthy for women to follow uh, for in previous comments that she's made is maybe giving some depth to this character that we didn't initially or I didn't initially think was there. So, yeah. Well, I think she's having fun playing at what she has criticized in the past. Yeah. And yeah. Like she's sort of, she's yeah. sort of encapsulating like, yes, these people, <laughs> these people are not good people. <laughs> um, but when Jen, it, it's funny, like you don't, at least I, I'm not getting why like folks from the past. Yeah. Like, why does everybody shit on Jen? This, this like, is the, yeah. Right? Like, I don't, I don't totally understand that, yeah. but it's sort of like, okay, this is, this is the background. Like this is, this is her history with the, right. with, with, with these other characters. Um, You know, she was, she was kind of, uh, you know, the, uh, maybe, maybe the hanger on that they had mm. do stuff, yeah. which again, like knowing who Jen is now, I mean, and, and again, that's the, that's the journey of a, a you know, of an individual yeah. Um, kind of like, I don't get that, but it's kind of like, okay, it works for the episode. Like you right. have to have Jen on her heels at all times. It um, could just be Shane. It could be. And I think you make, it make an excellent point. Cause that's been striking me in the face as I watch these episodes too, is why does everybody in her past treat her like shit? Because like, she's clearly attractive, pretty, uh, um, she's successful. She's a lawyer. She's accomplished. Why do these people, and she's she Hulk. It's, it's kind of mind blowing how much people don't factor that in as a thing to be like impressed by. And I guess maybe somehow we've crossed that line in the Marvel universe universe where superheroes are so um, prevalent that it's right. not a big deal if your friend becomes one, but I still think it is. And, and, and I've watched all of these movies. So I think it's a weird way to approach things. Cause you would imagine you know, it would be a big deal that she's a She-Hulk. It would change people's perception about her, but they still have her ironing the fucking shirts for the groomsmen who are playing Mario Kart. It just is so odd. Yeah. I mean, to, but see, to me, that makes sense because the She-Hulk really? thing is new. Like this is, yeah, yeah, and, and, sure. and, and this sort of revelation, like this, this doesn't necessarily invalidate the history yeah. that these people have with her. Right. So, like, when she arrives, that sort of, you know, it, you know, it's like a, a movie star showing up. Like, the fact that they're all taking pictures, that, 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 yeah. that, that. And then when she goes back to what they knew, it's not as impressive. Because what they knew, Jen, she's still Jen. When yeah. she's She-Hulk, then it's, it's like she's, they're looking at her as two different individuals. Much the way that the dates did. 
Like the dates. Oh uh, yeah, right. We're not impressed with Jen, but they right. were really, really impressed with She-Hulk. I mean, so I it's just Jen. She's just Jen. <laughs> when we meet josh who yeah. is a newer actor i don't, I don't recognize that guy yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. very very charming individual um i love the fact that he was like hey so uh i don't know how to say this and she assumes she's he's he's called dibs on this bench <laughs> and she's like yeah let me get out of your way yeah like that's a really really that's a really funny introduction as soon as they start talking i'm like I really hope Josh is a good guy and not like, not like he's a bad dude. Like the people she went on dates with. I'm like, I hope he is not a villain. I have seen. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've seen so many reviews where the reviewers are like, please don't break Jen's heart. Please don't hurt Jen. So, so many people are concerned with this character of Jen Walters. And I think because they love Tatiana Maslany's portrayal of this role and they've seen her, as you said, Shannon, very well um, uh, be pretty much, uh, beaten up verbally or emotionally by the people from her past. So, and having her go through that embarrassing thing, having those uh, uh, Tinder dates or Bumble dates, whatever, show up on the stand and say how much they weren't impressed by Jen, but they were impressed by She-Hulk. Like there's a, she's been through a lot of the emotional ringer here in this whole situation. Right. Remember coming out of episode, coming out of the Hulk Island, she thought she was just going to rule the fucking roost. And it's been one smack in the face after another losing the job having to work for holloway having to be the shield the whole time dealing with abomination all the stuff that went on with the uh, uh, lucas is that the, the the young lawyer guy and all the stuff that's going on with her and trying to kind of figure it out the stuff with wong all of this has just been kind of piling on top of itself so people really want to jen to have just one person in her life come into her life and uh, like her for who she is but well and again like the emotional um, damage i'm like okay clearly you know how to handle that it's it's josh being some sort of like bad guy yeah like a, vil like a villain that's that's my first thing is like oh does he work for john bass is he there is he there you know trying to you know <laughs> trying to figure out a way to puncture her skin so he can get that blood Maybe. that is immediately where my head went. of course yeah but then you know you you have you find out she's her groomsman is is a is a senior senior very petite dog yeah. the whole scene was just as she's slowly slowly getting drunk <laughs> i thought that was so funny and and just like watching her kind of like you know what I i'm here i'm gonna have i'm gonna have a good time yeah. and she keeps throwing down cash after cash to to uh you know get inebriated but then when titania well, real quick, slugs her oh real go ahead quick, walking on broken glass is a song from annie lennox about um dealing with the fact that your ex has moved on and okay. you're going to their wedding so it's 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 a weird little it's a it's an awesome song it's a weird little song if you ever watch the music video it's her trying to get john malkovich back okay. while he's getting married to someone else and hugh laurie is trying to stop her from talking to John Malkovich, the whole music video. It's a great music video and it's a fantastic song. So it seems perfect for her to be dancing that song as she's just like, no one else wants to talk to me or dance with me. So I'm gonna dance by myself, you know? <laughs> well, in uh, like the, the, some of the parties that we went to at Comic-Con, I've heard mm. stories like I have not witnessed this, but how uh, Tatiana Maslany at some of those Comic-Con parties is a delight oh, I that, that, that people yeah. have been like, yep, she will go out there and dance by herself. She will, you know, she will have, she will have a hot dog. She will have a, a beverage of her choice. She just goes out and has a good time. She does not care what anyone thinks. She's I'm like, great. oh, that's, that's awesome. So like, as soon as I saw this scene, I was like, oh, that totally makes me think of like the actual stories I've heard about Tatiana Maslany. But then when Titania uh, just you know sucker punches her <laughs> and, oh yeah well she's right after she throws up yeah like that got that got a verbal reaction from me like oh <laughs> <laughs> like my my wife who was working at home that day she was working in the kitchen and yeah. she hears me ah oh and she's like what are you watching i'm like she hold leave me alone <laughs> close the, the door whole, yeah the whole the the whole back and forth of how jamila jamil just wants to beat the crap out of her she's like but yeah. i can't do it to you i have to do it to shield you gotta turn you gotta turn right. and this is another difference between jen and bruce i mean if you punch bruce banner more than likely he's gonna he's going to uh, hulk out right yeah. away the fact that she didn't 
that she has it so under control, almost to a fault, that when she's drunk, she's like, oh, crap, I forgot how to do it. Um, but the moment she transforms and you get that, you know, that fight, and you see Titania actually was, was you know, holding her own. I yeah, mean, yeah. ultimately, She-Hulk won, and, you know, <laughs> Titania slipped on some ice and busted her mouth. But the whole the whole scene was just such a blast. I do agree the the beat with Lulu at the end where she's drunk. She's like, She-Hulk's at my wedding. I'm like, that's a little weird. I mean, yeah. didn't, <laughs> it made no fucking sense. That doesn't totally make sense unless it's sort of like, okay, you know what? She's drunk. Like she's, she's, you know, she's just about having a good time. And how many people are going to talk about her wedding forever? Cause she Hulk was there. It's like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll go along with you. Like it doesn't totally make sense to me. I feel like if I were to turn something like that in a script to Vogel, I would get noted oh, yeah. out, the, uh, <laughs> out, out the butt, but <laughs> it was uh, overall, I thought Jen's story was a lot of fun, but then, you know, you get to the, I mean, it's not a tag sequence, but it's, you know, the last yeah. you know, moment yeah. where you see them, you know, coming up with this new sort of like drill like needle yeah. that they're going to use on She-Hulk. And the whole time I'm thinking ever since Vogel said it, because at first I'm like, oh, well, this is John Bass's laboratory. I'm like, oh, my gosh, is this the leader? Is this the leader? Is Samuel Stearns going to pop up? So from beginning to end, I really enjoyed it, though. Yeah, we'll be back with our She-Hulk review right after this. Now through June 29th, you can earn up to four times rewards points on your favorite products throughout the store at Safeway. Shop for items like Coca-Cola products, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Dannon Light and Fit Yogurt, Mott's Original Applesauce, Heinz Ketchup, and McCormick Spices. And earn up to four times bonus reward points to use for discounts on gas or groceries. Visit Safeway.com or download the Safeway For You app to earn your reward points today. Offer valid through June 29th. See store for more details. Let's deal with the separate sections here as we as we deal with the Jen storyline real quick. So the Jonathan stuff, I I think he's a bad guy. I think because Josh, he, Josh, sorry, Josh, Ugh, sorry guys, Josh. Yeah, I think he's a bad guy because I mean the way they go from them having fries and then right into the computer screen. How do they know to monitor? How do they know where she is? How do they, all that? And I'm I'm wondering if maybe Josh is the guy because they don't see them monitoring her when she's by herself dancing on the floor or when she's by herself sitting on the bench or wherever in these different places or even in her, in her room or whatever we see her with josh right josh mm -hmm. and so they're having so to me that makes me think that josh is there as kind of a uh, connective tissue to that and is going to turn out to be someone else and you're right it's a new actor he's only done like three or four other shows one-off shows um, so it's interesting to cast him in this role. Is this just a fun role where he's going to be interested in her as Jen Walters, which a lot of people will be championing, or is he going to eventually turn to be part of this intelligentsia or wherever group that is going after uh, Jen's uh, Jen's blood? So it's it's a it's an interesting situation with this to just present because like nothing they don't bump into each other or anything. he just kind of just walks up to her and she's immediately kind of into it and then later when she's drunk she's just like joshy joshinson josh she's like totally into him so i don't know if it's her being socially awkward or them doing some shortcuts in the writing that they're already kind of or she's already kind of like crushing on him hard and i know how weddings are people hook up at weddings all the fucking time i get it trust me but it takes a little bit of conversation and time before you uh, get to that point it isn't just on the bench like a minute of conversation, then all of a sudden it's crush time. You know, I just, it was weird. So what, what do you think though? Do you think he's manufacturing this or do you think he's real? Like what's your gut tell you? Well, he's Lulu does know him. Like she, she does approach mm -hmm. him and, mm -hmm. and, and pulls him away. So there's yeah. that, but also Lulu knows Titania. Like she are, does. are, are these people coming out of the wood, woodwork because of her association with uh with jen walters with she hulk uh -huh. or or is it just happenstance that titania mm. happens to be dating one of the groomsmen uh we don't know how lulu knows josh we just know that josh was invited and didn't get a plus one but like she was jen. invited by the groom so lulu knows him but through the groom remember he said he's on the groom side oh, okay. okay so i don't know how much she actually knows him but she does drag him away from jen yeah to help her after she's alienated half the staff <laughs> because i'm like being shit. mean to them <laughs> yeah, <she's> <laughs> like but yeah i mean it's it's an interesting thing with him i don't know you know i mean my inclination because of the show is that he's a bad guy but he could be that, the nice dude amongst all the bad guys 
I mean, you hope that there yeah. would be one one nice guy. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's have a larger conversation about that, Shannon. Almost and look and look. Listen, we we're analysts and we're discussing this. And yes, of course, we're two dudes. But almost every guy in this show is a bad guy, except for Josh Segura. Uh, and even the fashion designer talks all kinds of shit. Uh, you know, he's kind of mean. So, but Josh could be the one good guy along with what? Uh, what'd you say? Did I say well, his name? Pug. Pug, yeah, Pug. That's what I mean. Segura, Pug, and this guy. Is I mean, even Ched's else? a little like, Meh. No, Ched's, no, Ched's a bad guy. <laughs> well, Ched's an idiot. How about that? Ched's an idiot. So you're either an idiot or a bad guy. And that is becoming a little tedious for me. And look, I get it on the female side. They've seen women portrayed as dumb or as foolish or as whatever to fit male writers writing and male directors. Direct. I totally get that. It's just when I'm watching a show like this, and remember the Marvel fan base is predominantly male. It just seems odd that we're making all these guys be idiots and, um, you know. And it's, Maybe, but I, it's I don't know. I, with, I, yeah. But it's same with the female characters as well. I uh, mean, the only one... Actually, who's really with point. her is is nikki like yeah. like mallory it maybe she is maybe she right, isn't right, right um outside of that i mean there's not a ton of supportive female characters it's i think you're much making a great point i hadn't thought about it the balance is there right because lulu treats her like shit heather's treating her like shit uh yeah some of the titania is treating her like shit a lot so yeah okay so maybe just the whole maybe just jen's world is just full of men and women equally treating her like shit and it's a shitty place to be so God love her. It's interesting. Yeah, all right. All right. I rescind but, my statement as we talk about it. I, it's a good point you bring up. Yeah. Sorry. But it, you know, I mean, you know, John Bass is coming back. We don't yes. know who he is, but he's right. he's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, is he working for the leader? Is he sort of our big bad? Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, to the daredevil of it, just just because I'm yeah. remembering what you had said, um, I, I I don't know. I don't was using him in the marketing a mistake. Like, we sort of presumed that he was going to show up just because of the fact that Matt Murdock is a lawyer. Um, If you did not know, if you did not have confirmation that Daredevil was going to be in the show, that moment that you see that open box and you see those horns, you know, I mean, you know, TV's not movies. Like, like in in a movie theater, that happens. You you see that in a post-credit sequence in a Marvel movie. Your night before night, the movie comes out, sold right. out house. You know that rips the roof off the place. Of course. Yeah. Now with TV, I mean, it's like that was such a big moment, especially for people that are Marvel comics mm-hmm. fans. I mean, you I mean you have to remember, like the MCU has introduced a lot of people to this that you know didn't really know these characters. Right. So was because now it's like everyone just keeps waiting for Daredevil. Everyone keeps yeah. waiting for Daredevil in the She Hulk show. Like if they'd not used him, like I think every week since we see, since we saw that helmet, yeah. we just like, where, where's Daredevil? Where's Daredevil? Where's Daredevil? Or, or not oh. even since we saw the helmet, but since we saw the trailer for yes. the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. Like I, I don't know if I would have done that in the marketing because I don't feel like his presence was going to, especially now. I mean, yeah. I don't know if his presence got that many more eyes on the show. Right. Um, right. And, and at this point. I feel like the people that are just tuning in to see Daredevil are getting pissed off. Uh, yeah. Um, and they're on social media getting pissed off. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. But, I mean, by the time Charlie Cox does have his episode, maybe that episode is so good that it's like, oh, it was totally worth it. You know, yeah, we'll I mean, find it's like out. like a 45-minute episode or something, and it's totally worth it. Yeah, that's certainly certainly possible. And it's a valid point you bring up. Have, did they make a mistake in the marketing of this? Maybe they didn't think people would watch unless we tease Daredevil. It's a bit of a trick. And I think when you do that and you don't bring Daredevil out, fans turn and fans get really upset. So, and and you can try to, um, you know, bash the fans for being upset, but I think that's unfair. You teased it. So you have to take responsibility of how that uh, comes to be. You know what I'm saying? So right. that is uh, your responsibility as a, as a creator uh, to do that. So uh, that's a fair point. Uh, I understand why people are mad. So I don't, I don't fault them for being mad at all. Uh, let's see. Is there anything more? Oh, um, yeah. I, this is funny. Uh, real quick. Uh, is Jonathan, as we see here, is uh, is Jonathan uh, possibly Jonathan the Unstoppable, which was this uh, dog that was rescued from a lab where he was being experimented on. 
and was often mistaken for a dangerous dog rather than a wolverine. So I saw some people speculating that could be could that be fun? That could be funny, right? I mean, that could be funny. I mean that this is the first time I've heard about the character Jonathan the Unstoppable. <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> sure <laughs> maybe i don't i don't know if we're, i don't know if we're gonna see lulu again after this episode yeah, true, fair Jonathan, point. but fair we'll point. see uh speaking of which shout out to patty harrison who is so good here uh just very very funny for on so many levels uh and we will get to the intelligentsia stuff uh let's go into the b storyline let's take a quick break shannon and then we'll jump into the b storyline with mr immortal we'll be back with our she hulk review right after this Oh, that's good. Yes, the song. It wasn't that good. He didn't hear it until the end. I'm not an Annie Lennox guy. I've heard the song. I can't, you know. Well, I don't really win score competitions. Well, maybe once I've won one, if I can remember. Okay. Let's get into the story. Here. Mr. Immortal, a.k.a. Craig Hollis, who calls himself Mr. Immortal because it's a pithier. Uh, shout out to David Pasquese, who's the actor who plays him in the, in the, uh, in the role here. Uh, Mallory and Nikki are handling his divorce. We find out that he does not like to tell the women he gets married to that he is divorcing them. So he, he kills himself or suicides himself to get out of it in interesting, unique ways for sure. Um, Nikki and Mallory uh, uh, start to hear his story and they start to ramp up when they're in the office and start to tag team him verbally about what he does so much so that Mr. Immortal runs and jumps out the window like that meme you've seen. I'm out of here. He jumps out the window, lands on the car, you know, cricks his bones and gets back and gets up and walks away because he cannot be killed or he can't stay dead. Uh, and the, what that what we find out is that uh, someone the, someone took a video of that. It ended up on the site called Intelligentsia, and that's how one of his former wives saw him and alerted all these other women. So the next cut we go to when we see uh, Mr. Immortal again is him sitting in this room with Nikki and Mallory and all the women who he has married and men that he has married in the past, had children with, or left high and dry. Uh, we hear about Intelligentsia, that it's a site for hateful man babies. It's Marvel taking a shot at a lot of the people who run YouTube channels that bash them and call them woke and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Immortal pitches using his Apple after they have the discussion with Nikki and Mallory about what to do here. Mallory proposes some things. And then uh, Mr. Immortal proposes uh, using his Apple stock from 1981 and the gold from Baroness Cromwell split eight ways. This is fascinating to mention Baroness Cromwell, which might be Baroness blood from the comics because her real name is Lily Cromwell. And she joined a group known as Legion of the Unliving, which was led by Dracula. And certainly, we're getting Werewolf by Night. We're getting Blade. Can Dracula be that far behind? So, man, we are walking out into so many places, Shannon. It's insane. Uh, but the ladies start to battle about how I, about why everyone is getting the same amount when they've some have been married with them longer, some have kids with them. So it's a whole thing. Uh, but then we see Nikki working her magic, and she ends up being able to parse out uh, what everyone needs and wants uh and immortal tries to get out of doing the uh, eye contact which i think is hilarious and they add five extra seconds to it um later on nikki and mallory are sitting down and having a drink talking and uh, in her office i believe and i don't know I'm, i may be off base and some of you might come after me for this but i got a weird feeling that there's a thing there between them and uh, you know we know that uh, nikki is um uh les or gay or maybe bisexual or what have you or fluid but Mallory, we find out, is married, been married for 11 years, has a child, but we don't know the status of their marriage. It just, I just got a weird vibe. I may be way off, but I just got a weird little vibe. And it may just be Ginger Gonzalez is so just flirty. It's perfect, you know. But uh, they go to this intelligentsia site. Nikki logs in, sees all these death threats Nikki and Mallory do for Shilk and threats of violence, which, again, mirror what we see on YouTube. You can go find a bunch of uh, YouTube videos bashing She-Hulk and uh, threatening, uh, you know, Marvel and all this kind of stuff and, and uh, creating faces and putting lasers in their eyes. Um, but Mallory doesn't want Nikki to tell uh, Jen about this. Says She says they are trolls. Any attention at all that you give them is what they want. Certainly we've heard that in real life from a number of things. Uh, and then later, of course, Nikki calls because she can't uh, keep this a secret. Calls Jen and tells her all about it on voicemail. Kind of mirroring Jen calling Bruce and leaving the voicemail. So Shannon, thoughts on this? Mr. Immortal B 
storyline here and how Nikki and Mallory uh, kind of had their own uh, storyline to go down here yet again for Nikki, thank God, in this episode. It's almost like they waited until they needed to do it. You know what? <laughs> I mean, this is two in a row. Two in a row, Johnny. Look at that. It happened in the second episode, in my opinion. But all right, fine. <laughs> um, David Pasquese, I got to say, you know, because I was a Veep fan. Yeah. Him playing, you know, Selena Meyer's uh, ex-husband. Um, I think oh, he God. fits into this world so much better than Book of Book. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he was a great name. He was a not great that, Not that his presence in that show is what kind of made it go sideways but i mean he, he it didn't it didn't like help um but i think he just he he just this character the, this the mcu version yeah. of uh of mr mortal i think this works really really well and the fact that he is so non-confrontational and that's why he keeps faking his death and at the end of all the things that he has to you know that he has to uh uh pay for the one that he bumps up against the most is the 15 seconds of eye contact like that is actually that is actually his worst nightmare um you know i thought he was really it's interminable shane yeah (laughs) hey look man i've been in a few uncomfortable situations where it's like all right now count to 15 it's like oh this is gonna be terrible yeah but you're mr immortal what's 15 seconds anyway (laughs) 15 seconds of discomfort he can't do it um you know i thought i thought the whole storyline was really fun i think it um uh, uh connecting uh, uh, Nikki and Mallory was really smart, and even like getting to the yeah. end, seeing how Mallory's just like, no, don't, don't say anything, yeah. because in the comics, Mallory is uh, you know a bit of an antagonist to Jennifer mm-hmm. Walters. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you kind of see like, oh, is she going to go that way? I mean, again, this is oh, this is fanboy headcanon. Right, right, um, right. It's just like you know, is Josh a good guy or a bad guy? We'll see. Yeah. Um, but I thought them as a pair work really nicely together. And again, by the end of this season. Yeah. Um, my thought is that Nikki is probably, I mean, she's going to forever be in Jen's circle, mm. but she's, she is going to find the thing that she is supposed to do yeah, and yeah. whether or not that remains working, you know, with Jen as a paralegal or mm-hmm. decides to become a lawyer on her own or, or has some other path. Like they are, I do think they, they know what they're going to do with Nikki and like yeah. you're seeing how capable she is week after week after week. And she's not just the friend, like she does have. She is coming up with her own stories, which is some of us saw that from week one. I'm just putting that out there. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) But um, you know, I thought the whole play with all the ex-wives and the ex-husband, the fact that he gave him look what's it called, a New Orleans funeral, where it's like the jazz funeral. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, everything about that to me. I mean, it's it's really fun. It's just it's light and harmless. Um, To what you had said about Nikki and Mallory's potentially amorous Am connection base? Am I, off base? I i thought the same thing because okay. and maybe it's just the fact that as you said ginger gonzaga is just very very charming but yeah. i felt like whatever was happening i felt like there was a de- was it was a degree of reciprocation yeah. with mallory now i can't point to any one thing and say like yep she's into her um but it did seem mutually uh mutually accepted it felt like we were one question away or one comment away from the door opening and there was a way ginger was holding her glass that made it seem and look you know ladies and gentlemen before the current iteration of the outlaw rogue i mean i've had my time flirting and you you can read the signs in certain moments like so you know i'm not uh, unschooled in this so to me it felt like just the way she was holding her glass, the way she was asking the questions, the way she was taking interest in her. And yeah, it felt like, and really, Renee Lee Goldsberry did a great job just kind of maybe hinting at it and then shutting it down immediately. No more questions, you know, no more personal questions because that's kind of what she, Mallory is known for. So yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think you were off. I mean, yeah. and again, maybe maybe we are both reading too much into this. Yeah. Two dudes uh, reading too much into a woman to woman interaction. Yeah, very yeah. true. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the way it was, the way it was filmed to me, I'm like, this seems, this seems more than friendship. Yeah. But you know what? We could absolutely be wrong. But you know, <laughs> yeah. again, Nikki, Nikki, you know, being Jen's ride or die, like the, like, <laughs> you know, she is specifically told by her superior, don't do this, and right. she immediately does it because that's her, you know, that's her girl, that's yeah. her friend. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, across the board, I thought, I thought the episode, I thought the episode was really satisfying, okay. and and. 
the the thing that I mean, I didn't talk about it the the first time, but oh, yeah. like the 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 way that they shot Titania taking that punch to the chops. Oh my god! <laughs> and you just see the yeah. <laughs> Again, that that's like okay, this is She Hulk. Like this is just this is yeah. silly, silly fun. Where do you think the Titania She Hulk thing is going? What what would be your your guess right now? I feel like she's going to be a thorn in Jen's side without ever really being our big bad guy. She's okay. more just, she's, you know, she's the, she's a pain in the ass. Like she's, she's constantly never... try it and fail every time. Is what you're saying. Yeah. But I also could see depending on who our big bad turns out to be, whatever yeah. that storyline, how it ends up playing out. Yeah. I, I see, I see a situation where Titania helps she Hulk out. I had that feeling too, as I was watching it this time, that it felt like, Especially when she said, you're obsessed with me. There was like this reaction from Titania. She said, I'm not obsessed with you, but everyone else seems to be. There's a jealousy here that isn't born out of evil. There is a desperate desire to be liked from Titania. And just that little character beat, to me, changed my mind completely on where this journey is going to go between the two of them. And I'm in the camp with you. I think she's going to end up being in a begrudging ally of She-Hulk as it goes forward and maybe even help her embrace being She-Hulk even more and embrace her power and embrace her ability and her look and everything. You know, I mean, she may be the one that helps her essentially get a makeover. Uh, And I, and I wonder if that's where we're headed down the road, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if that were to happen, I mean, maybe Jen's other superpower is turning enemies into friends. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> real little, little background real quick for Mr. Immortal. As I mentioned earlier, he is, he's a part of the West coast Avengers, but he was uh, the leader of the great Lake Avengers in the comics. He debuted in 1989, created by the legendary John Byrne uh, and first appeared in West coast Avengers volume two, number 46, uh, oh, maybe I'm misspeaking. Maybe he wasn't a member of the West Coast Avengers. He was debuted in the West Coast Avengers and then, of course, became a leader of the Great Lake Avengers. So we shall see how that turns out. We'll be back with our She-Hulk review right after this. So let's get to this Intelligentsia situation here, Shannon. A little background here. Intelligentsia, um, in the comics, uh, it was created by Jeff Parker and Paul Pelletier in 2009. And the comics version of Intelligentsia is a group of Marvel's most devious masterminds who meet in an online chat board to talk about or chat room to talk about what they're going to do, maybe get opinions, advice or whatever. But one of its members is the leader who Tim, as you mentioned earlier, Tim Blake Nelson played that character of Samuel Stearns in the incredible Hulk way back in 2008, the Edward Norton one. Uh, and he confirmed at D23, as we all know that he will be returning to the role in captain America, new world order. So is he the one? And we see the administrator here for the Intelligentsia website, and it is the same Hulk King who shows up with that message on the computer um, saying, are, are we ready for the next phase of the plan? So what do you take from this, Shannon? I mean, where do we go with this? What's your feeling about the Intelligentsia? Yes, it's a shot at YouTube and a shot at message boards that are bashing Marvel and bashing female-led shows in the superhero universe but they might be using it also to kind of maybe add another element of the leader and preview the big bad coming in the next few episodes. Well, I mean, the thing that the MCU has done incredibly well is, is taking the, taking things that have existed in Marvel comics and, and been able to work it into how it would be mm. in the MCU. Like J. Jonah right. Jameson and the daily bugles is a great, is a great oh, example yeah. oh, that like making him sort of an Alex Jones Infowars type character. Like, yeah that that's that's a stroke of genius because in the comics he's always been a newsman he's a newsman and so the fact that you know you you take a media personality who is so obsessed with one individual the way he is obsessed with spider-man and give him more of a a conspiracy theory bend like that's really really smart so i mean using this thing like i love the idea that like again i'm not a big uh she-hulk reader i I was never a big marvel comics reader i was always a dc guy as you can tell right there um but um, having a chat room where supervillains hang out and discuss potential plans and then finding out that the leader is a part of it. Yeah. For me, like that totally tracks. It makes okay. sense for me knowing what, what type of movie Captain America four is potentially going to be. It seems like such a drastic tonal shift yeah. to go from Hulk, which was very straightforward and, uh, 
you know, d- depending on how you feel about the movie, I mean, it was it was very much like a a phase one Marvel movie. Yes. To put that same character in uh, She-Hulk, which is so light, yeah. after having not seen him for so long, and then his next appearance is going to be in the Cap films, which have traditionally been, especially starting with Winter Soldier, very very serious i mean they yeah. do have their they do have their moments of levity but that seems like a that seems like sort of a whiplash type tonal change to yeah. me now i could be wrong because wong showed up in doctor strange showed up in avengers yeah. easily made his way into she hulk yeah and and like his last appearance before that was in multiverse of madness which again depending on how you feel about the movie like they didn't play wong for laughs i mean right, like right, wong right. Wong had humorous moments, but the character was always the character. So maybe they're going to be able to do that with the leader as well. That's possible. And then again, it might not even be him. It could be just John Bass. Like, we'll find out. Yeah, and Tim Blake Nelson, of course, very adept at playing serious or playing uh, comedic. So he's very good at Bass. Wonderful comedic performer. Yes, wonderful comedic. You guys seen Old Brother Where Art Thou or a number of other films. And he does have a little bit of a weird kind of nerdy comedic bent in the Incredible Hulk movie. If you go back and rewatch it, and I remember last year when we rewatched uh, all the MCU movies up until the most re- uh, most the last uh, up until Shang Chi, the Yalaw and I on our stereo show. I actually found the Incredible Hulk like I didn't think it was that bad, and I liked what was happening in the movie. Yeah, I mean, are there things you can criticize about it? Sure, but like I liked overall the movie. I didn't have a bad time watching it, and I liked his performance. And I actually felt afterwards that it was a shame we weren't going to see him become the leader. So now that we're going forward with this, I'm actually pretty excited about it to see where it's going to lead and what it's, what it could be. And you're right. If it pops up here, it doesn't mean that he can't be serious down the road. It's just here. It fits within the the She-Hulk universe. So it's a bit more comedic, maybe not as, as heavy. So we shall see Shannon, any thoughts on the, some of the complaints that the people have been having here about feeling like the stakes aren't quite there in She-Hulk is, I mean, the show is unabashedly itself from, I think the third or fourth episode on, it's been very clear. It's unabashedly itself, but do you think we're risking stakes here that the stakes aren't high enough? What do you think? No, I, I, you know, I disagree because every, every film, every series can't be about saving the world. And and (laughs) if you look back at the catalog of the MCU, they're not, I mean, literally like look back at Iron Man one, what was Obadiah Stane's plan? I mean, he got Mm -hmm. into the big suit and was like, all right, you're going to kill Tony Stark. What do you do next? Like, the cops are probably going to come and get you. Um, But it was never about saving the world. Tony's Tony's plan was about keeping his technology out of the hands of people who who would use it for the wrong purposes. Yeah, for terrorism. So, so, I mean, I mean, I I get the I get the critique that it's like, oh, it just seems so, so low stakes. Everything can't be super, super high. Mm. Like like right now the stakes like we don't know what the stakes are yet yeah, because right. there's still a, a third of this show more than a third of this show left to go yeah so you know i mean it's but also it's just a different type of show yeah so yeah. not again not everyone not everyone's going to be winter soldier not everyone yeah. is going to be in game like there are going to be there are going to be different stakes and this is uh, because of how many comics Marvel Comics publishes at any one time. Yeah. There are going to be there are going to be things that people like and there's going to be things that people don't like. I mean, yeah. again, I think I've said it a couple of times on on our reviews in the past. It's like I, I doubt there's an individual out there who collects everything and is into everything. Like just because the the MCU is so broad at this point with a, yeah. with how many characters they have, how many stories they're telling, there's just going to be stuff that is, is for some people and isn't for others. So, yeah. And I would argue just because something has stakes doesn't mean necessarily it's got the weight that it's supposed to have, even with the stakes. So it doesn't mean that it necessarily accomplishes its task of making you feel those stakes. So mm-hmm. that's certainly possible. Yeah, the thing is, look, uh, yeah, I'm I'm in the middle on the show, and I will probably remain in the middle on the show. But there are things that I do enjoy, and that is Tatiana Maslany's performance. Number one, I enjoy. I mean, she felt so fun in this episode. Maybe the most. Tatiana Maslany performance yet as like the blurring the lines between her and Jen Walters, as you mentioned, like she has a good time at these comic-con parties. So seeing some of that bleed through was really great. I mean, I love her in the role. So that always keeps me coming back every week. And Renee Elise Goldsberg, and as I said earlier, Jim Gonzalez, but like, uh, but uh, 
you know, you want to see more. Wait, I'm sorry, Gonzaga is that is it Gonzaga? Gonzaga. Sorry, Gonzaga. Yeah, sorry about that. But yeah, it, there's there's a, there's enough to enjoy for me. But the things that I don't, it's the humor, and it's ironically that's the thing that I think would have really made me love it, like and and scream about it from the mountaintops. I'm not finding it as funny as I would like to find it, but I know there are people who do. So I have, you know, I just create the space for that and say, great, glad you like it. I'm hoping for the next thing is going to be more enjoyable to me because I actually liked Moon Knight more than you did. So, uh, you know, I, but I can get it. You know, I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> I totally get it. Uh, anything else? Any final thoughts on this? Uh, I, I feel like we've covered everything here. Um, uh, Shannon, anything? Oh, the identity thing. Are you? Do you feel like they're doing enough of a good job of like having these conversations for Jen? Even when Titania was telling her, "You don't even want to be this." Like, you, you, why? Why do you care so much? So, do you sense that she's coming closer? I mean, she made a comment to Josh about, "Hey, wait till you see my Hulk hair, my She-Hulk hair." So mm-hmm. clearly, she knows her strengths, and she's talked about being strong. And she just there's a there's a, I don't know. There seems to be more and more comfortable nature in being She-Hulk. And do you sense that they're doing a nice job of kind of slowly furthering this storyline episode per episode about her deciding which way she wants to go? Thus far, yeah. Because okay. at the beginning, this all this thing is is something that has inconvenienced her life. Yes. Like she she right. liked the way things were. This is a a wrench in her plans. Mm-hmm. And now she's starting to see the benefits of it. Yeah. Um, and so you wonder, like, like obviously we're working our way into her being a hero. Right. I'm um, like, she'll never not be a lawyer, but at this point, like she has no intention of putting on a suit and trying to go join the Avengers. Like she's like, this is, this is something that's a part of me, but who I am, I'm a lawyer. So right. we're getting to the point where she is going to um, accept that and, and embrace it. I mean, you see her embracing aspects of it. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. positives of it. Um, but, but we will get to the part I, I think they're doing a good job of laying out right okay. now. And just like anything, right? It takes time for you to come to terms with something in your life. And certainly she had this cockiness coming out of that Hulk Island. And Bruce told her, you don't understand what you're getting into. She thought she could handle it. And clearly, you know, she's being shown that uh, there's a lot more to this than she might have anticipated. And it's coming to bear uh, episode per episode for sure. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us uh, for this episode of She-Hulk, uh, episode six, uh, Just Jen, the spoiler review. We appreciate it here on the Geek Buddies. Uh, Shannon, what do we have to tell them? Yeah, if you'd like to follow us on social media, on Twitter, it's at geek underscore buddies. On Instagram, at the underscore geek underscore buddies. If you'd like to follow me on social media, on Twitter, it's at Shannon underscore McClung. On Instagram, at Shannon the Geek Buddy. If you would like to follow Mr. Vogel and let him know how much you missed him this week, oh, yeah, please you can do. follow him at MGaytune. Or if you just want to tell John how much you appreciate him for being here all the time, you can follow him at The Roca Says. There you go. Well, I mean, I did miss a week for but yes other than that you could let me know for that would appreciate that um yeah and please remember to subscribe to the channel down below hit that subscribe button hit that bell button you know we're trying to get to twenty five thousand subscribers so come aboard the geek buddies train the outlaw nation train we would appreciate it madly hit that bell button so you see when we're dropping all the content we do now that we're back to churning out the content uh like uh, we were before covid we're back to churning it out and numbers like that so please uh, uh do that uh, as well and if you uh, listen to us uh, remember our podcast feed is out there wherever you download podcasts go and download and subscribe to the geek buddies leave us a rating leave us uh, some comments there uh, leave us a positive review and if you even if you haven't done one in a long time go and do one again get us uh, up in those numbers so they can be uh, ranked there amongst the film and tv podcasts wherever you uh, download podcasts we would appreciate it madly and big shout out to carbonhealth.com uh, uh, they power and sponsor us here on the geek buddies in the outlaw nation Go to carbonhealth.com. Go get checked out. Find out where the, your nearest clinic is. They've got 100-plus locations all over California. Or sorry, all over the country, rather. 80-plus locations all over California. They believe in creating healthcare plan just for you. Download the app as well so you can have a doc in your pocket. And they believe in supporting and uplifting communities just like ours that have positive uh, conversations about uh, superhero stuff, about communal things that we enjoy. So go and support them today and tell them the Geek Buddies sent you for sure all right y'all take care of yourselves be well and we'll talk to you next time with another brand new spoiler review episode of she hulk here on the geek buddies
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.